0: How to create breakthroughs fast, even if everyone is stressed and busy. In today's episode of the Soul Led Leaders podcast, you are going to discover my personal seven stage secret for leading through change. We're going to look at how you can take a team from struggling and coping to going beyond surviving into thriving to achieve what felt previously impossible without stressing and freaking everybody out. I'm going to take you through my seven C's process which are the seven key ingredients of a hugely successful project. And I'm gonna be spilling the beans to give you an example of exactly how I use this strategy to take the Lockdown Leadership Conference from crazy idea to 400 business leaders on a conference with 19 people running it in just three weeks. The Soul Led Leaders podcast is for corporate leaders who are making waves and changing the rules with their hearts, not just their heads. But they know that their secret 3am self-talk is getting in the way. Where others stress about the status quo, you're the action taker who drives the changes and making a difference and being a crusader is hardwired into your DNA. The Soul Ed Leader podcast is here to help. Led by Claire Yosa, law changer, eight times author and international speaker, each episode is designed to help you to clear out the secret glass ceilings you never realized you'd put in your own way so that you can step up showing up with all of who you really are and reclaim your power to make the difference you know you are really here to make in the world with clarity, confidence and passion. So what do we do as leaders when we need our team to go the extra mile? If you're listening to this episode, right where we are in lockdown in June 2020, an awful lot of us have got some really, really big projects to implement, not the least of them. How on earth do we work out how to get people back in the office, who stays at home, and how to make sure that everybody can work well together and that we don't lose that connection and the creativity that's so important in our business? Everybody is stressed, Everybody is overwhelmed. Many people have been furloughed and they've been off work and out of the loop and they've got to catch up. And the last thing in the world people want to do is to be taking on another major project. So, this week, to celebrate the launch of the Soul Led Leaders podcast, I'm doing five shorter episodes instead of the one usual weekly episode to take you through behind the scenes how to create this kind of high impact project in ways that are easier that run more smoothly, that are much more fun and have a higher impact than our traditional left-brained approach because that's what we would normally do. We would normally think, okay, logically, what do we need to do? And people know we've simply got to do it. So let's do it. Let's break it down into steps. We'll have goals, we'll have deadlines, we'll have outcomes, we'll have objectives. And it's a wonderful left-brained approach. It is important to be able to take an outcome And break it down into the steps. But here's the thing, it doesn't get people on board. How did I manage to create the Lockdown Leadership Conference to be the success it was in such a short time? By inspiring others to be as excited about it as I was. And one of the things that came out of the Lockdown Leadership Conference was an absolute passion from the attendees to move to leading from our hearts, not just our heads. And when you connect with a team and you're doing it logic to logic, head to head, then it works. But if you also connect with them heart to heart and you get their buy-in at that level, it creates miracles. So the seven ingredients of a successful project, and you can read lots more about this step by step in my book, Dare to Dream Bigger. The seven C's are clarity, confidence, credibility, connection creativity, commitment, and celebration. And over the course of this mini-series this week, I'm gonna take you through each of them. And today, I want to talk about clarity and credibility. So we think that we have clarity when we say, right, this is our objective, we've got to achieve this by this date, how are we going to do it? And on a cognitive level, yes, that's clarity. And the way businesses used to run, that model worked. But it did lead to teams of people who were very stressed, very overwhelmed, and high levels of mental health issues. What happens with clarity is you need to move from a goal to a vision. Now, I remember back in my early corporate days being sent by an employer on a course about shareholder value. Their vision was that we would all be inspired and that shareholder value would become a core part of every decision that we made as a team. And it cost them an awful lot to put the teams through this training. And by the end of the two days, we were all sat there in our little team going, yeah, 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 that's all great. And went back to the office, did our usual stuff. And at the end of each meeting, somebody would pipe up with, oh, but where's the shareholder value in this? It was always the add-on. They never moved us beyond that because they hadn't got us to really deeply connect with the vision. The threat was if you don't focus on shareholder value, you guys won't have jobs. So it was being done for a place of fear. And because we hadn't really connected with that vision, and what it meant for us in a way that was positively important for us, rather than fear-basedly important for us. I just made that word up. It wasn't going to resonate. It wasn't going to change the behavior. It wasn't going to change our strategy and structure. So I often say a vision is the why behind a goal's what. If you inspire with your vision, the goals fall into place. And you might have come across the book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why. It's a brilliant book. And it talks about how to get people engaged with your vision and with a project. And when I'm working with teams, I actually like to take this a stage deeper. So if you look at the imposter syndrome iceberg, and there is a copy of it waiting for you on the show notes page for this episode at claireyosa.com forward slash soul led leaders forward slash zero two. Our thoughts and our actions are above the surface of the water. We're consciously aware of our actions most of the time, and we're often consciously aware of our thoughts, though not always. The next bit below the surface is our beliefs, what we can and can't do, how the world works. Deeper below the surface are our values which is where the why hangs out. Why should I care? What's in this for me? What's in this for my company? What's in this for my team? So this is already going below the surface. So the Simon Sinek work is already getting down into our unconscious motivators. One layer deeper though, is our sense of self. Who am I? What kind of person am I? Who do I want to become? And this is why when I'm working with people on a big vision, I wanna take them through the layers of what we can and can't do, because that's up at the goals level, taking them into what's important with us at the values. Why? Why are we doing this? And when I look at my corporate training on shareholder value, that was the level they were trying to get us to, but they hadn't managed to align shareholder value with a value that was important to us personally, other than the fear-based one of, otherwise you're all out of a job. I like to take people that one layer deeper who will I become as a person as a result of doing this project? Who will we become as a team, as a community, as a project, as a company, as a result of doing this project? Because when you get people connected at an identity level, at that who am I, who does this allow me to become, who does this allow me to grow into, you get true commitment And this is where the busyness goes out of the window and the inspired actions that create those breakthroughs in minutes, not months, take over. And this is where you make dramatic progress on a project that previously seemed inconceivably hard. By going through those layers on the what's in it for me and taking it down to the who. Who am I? Who do I get to become as a result of this? So to give you the example, of the Lockdown Leadership Conference. I knew what I wanted to do it. I sat there on a Friday afternoon at four o'clock and had that most crazy bolt of inspiration we suddenly sometimes get of, oh my goodness, that would be just so amazing. And then what normally happens is the logical mind says, oh, but I've got a full schedule and we've already got our objectives planned and there's no point in doing this and it's not gonna work anyway and it's too much work. And that inspiration is lost. What I did in that moment was take crazy levels of inspired action. I allowed myself just to dream, what if we could make this happen? What if actually this could help hundreds of people to help hundreds of people to help hundreds of people and have a dramatic impact on thousands of lives and many companies? What if we could create something that's bigger than us? Which is exactly what we did. We started a wave of people talking about leading from their hearts openly Rather than just in their heads. But it wasn't about why I wanted to do it. I immediately flipped that to why will people want to attend? When everybody is stressed and overworked, why would somebody give up a day of their time at this short notice, the day before the UK school half term holidays, to come and join us for this conference? And then I took it that level deeper who will they get to become? as a result of the conference. And then I looked at my one-line mission statement that the Lockdown Leadership Conference was for leaders on a mission to take their teams from surviving to thriving in lockdown and beyond. So you can feel that that statement works at many levels. It works at the values level. Why do I want to attend? But also, who do I want to become? I want to become the leader that can take my teams from surviving to thriving, despite the fact we're in lockdown. And this is one of the key reasons why so many people signed up in such a short period of time to join us, and why a team of 19 people helped me on the day to lead the conference. Because the reason for joining, had got down to the who, to that identity level. And because that vision, which remember, the vision is the why behind a goal's what, and if you can inspire with your vision, the goals fall into place, the visioner was one sentence that could easily connect with people. And the other thing it did is it really let people know if it wasn't for them. If they didn't want to be that kind of leader, they didn't sign up. So once I had that clarity, I took massive action on it to test the idea out because we all know that we can have a brilliant idea but actually we need to bounce it around with other people to see what they think too because they might help us to make the idea better. Within a couple of hours I'd contacted the majority of the people I wanted to present, asked them if they would do it, knowing it was short notice, knowing it was a big ask, but also knowing that they were people who were totally lined up with the who from my vision, people who would get excited about being able to help people to experience becoming that version of themselves. And every single person said yes. So this is how you test your ideas, look at the key stakeholders and get them excited too, because then it's not just your energy going into the project and very quickly it starts to grow an energy of its own. The other thing I did is I worked with my mentor and I asked her for advice on how can I make this bigger, how can I make this better, and how can I make sure it's an incredible experience. So I didn't assume that I had to do it all on my own. And I knew that I had the credibility. So that's the other of the seven C's I want to talk about today. I had the credibility to be able to lead an event like this. Even for people who didn't know me, I'd been talking a lot on LinkedIn about lockdown leadership and the challenges we were facing and how we could overcome them. So I knew that I had the credibility to run this event. I wasn't somebody who had a very fluffy background with no corporate experience. So although I'd not run a conference on this topic before, I had run conferences before and I knew that people would trust me and therefore really commit and get involved. So the clarity and the credibility allowed me to take the inspired action that got the conference off the ground. And then the final thing I did was I went public. Because we all know what it's like. You have a crazy idea that's actually secretly a brilliant idea. And you bounce it around with a few people and then you go home for the weekend and you come back on a Monday morning and it's a bit more blur. And you can kind of realise how much more work is involved than you thought was. So I made sure that the energy of that idea had gone public before I left the office on that Friday evening, that I had made a commitment, not just to the presenters, but to my audience, my tribe, the people who might potentially be joining in so that they would know it was coming and they would get the date in their diary. Then I cleared my schedule on the Monday and that's when I got the sign up page done. And having that out and being able to publicize it within one working day of having the idea meant that that initial excitement energy had somewhere to go. And you can tell when somebody communicates an idea that they're truly passionate about in a way that allows you to deeply connect with the why and the who will I become as a result of this, it becomes contagious. And the conference went viral because that energy had somewhere to go and I hadn't blocked it through my own fears, through my worries, through my, oh my goodness, but we're already busy and what if nobody wants to come? All of that stuff that happens. And that's what I'll be talking to you about tomorrow in episode three in this mini-series. And for today, if you do one thing as a result of this episode, I invite you to look at a project you've been dreaming of doing it might be to do with your work it might be to do with something in your personal life but that you've been putting off and just spend some time thinking about how could I get more clarity on my vision for this project to inspire others to help me with it so that they feel connected with it not just at the the what but at the why and the who do we all get to become as a result of it And notice what happens to the energy when you think about the project in those ways. This is an aspect of leading from your heart in a head-based world, going beyond the logical what, even taking it below the why, into the realm of who. Because what and why will never drive as much commitment as who, when somebody has really identified with a goal and a project and a vision at that who do I get to become level. So I hope you found this useful today. If you've enjoyed it, please do leave the Soul Led Leaders podcast a lovely review over at iTunes. It makes such a difference, particularly while we're in this launch phase to help as many people as possible hear about it. And I'll be back tomorrow when I'll be talking about another one of the seven Cs, confidence. How to have the courage to take inspired action on what feels like a crazy dream so that you can make an even bigger difference in the world show notes, deep dive resources, and access to Claire's inspirational twice weekly soul-led leaders. Email is available for you at claireyosa.com forward slash soul-led leaders.